I have all my toys under my bed until I have a place to put them. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, casting starts for Cloak and Dagger. Yep, yep. The Iron Fist episode information hits. That was a hit sound. (laughs) Okay. The next Star Wars movie gets a title. Uh Uh-huh. And more. And more. So we got another week. We got more news down the pipeline. Uh, Surprisingly, no footage this week. Usually yeah. when I'm hitting up the show notes, like uh, I'm looking out for any footage that I need to watch before we start recording the episode. So this is this is kind of more like of a like a casting kind of like official image releases and mm-hmm. we got some title releases. You know, we, 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 we jumped into some footage last week, so I feel like this week uh, we're going to be doing lots of uh, speculating. Yeah, I mean... Which is uh, my favorite. I, I love speculations. We got a lot of lists this week, it looks like, as well. Uh, mm. Just kind of looking at it um, with the Academy Awards coming up and so on and so forth. Uh, it, the list filled up pretty big, and we don't really have any footage. So I'm really I'm really excited to get into it. Uh we uh right before this we were talking about pop vinyls go figure right i mean <laughs> that's that's my thing a little bit and i've i'm curious if anyone i know some people out there um collect those as well and and enjoy them but like what do other people enjoy mike i know do you have any mike I, I mean are you th- are you thinking like collectible wise or pop vinyls pop, in general pop vinyls in general i have i have a like two pop vinyls well maybe technically three that i have received like as gifts mm-hmm. um i have a um i have a daryl dixon from the walking dead pop vinyl um i think that's i don't even quite know if he's full size just because i'm so unaware of the current size of what pop vinyls are so it might be one of the smaller scaled ones um and then i have an even smaller one that's spider-man that's on a keychain. And then I have one of those weird bastard child of pop vinyls, which are like the Dorbs of, oh, of yeah. a Spider of a Spider Man as well. That one looks kind of like a like a play school uh, little little toy. So yeah, not a whole lot of uh, pop vinyls up in this uh, up in this uh, abode. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I'm just curious what other people collect. My wife is big on the Disney princesses and mm. uh, the Pixar ones. I know she has Toy Story and uh, and a. We have a couple Inside Out ones because I like that movie. I enjoy the character Fear in that movie, mm-hmm. and she liked Disgust, so we have those two, um, and so on and so forth. And my big ones are my Marvel uh, movie collection ones, and I just didn't know if anyone else collected any and, and what they were because there's so many out there. Uh, I am sure there are people out there that are collecting them because those pop vinyls have exploded in popularity over the last couple of years it's been really it's been really nuts for them yeah yeah so I, that was just something that we were talking about and then and, you know just uh i guess chewing the cud is that a phrase <laughs> chewing the cud i i have no idea man <laughs> all right well we're gonna go with it so um anything else you want to add mike or you just want to grab into the news this week man i'm i'm ready to get into it 
Well, I think I think most of the time on this show we are we're talking about superhero stuff, but uh, I did get a chance to actually see a movie not related in any sort of way to um, to the superhero franchises, which was kind of a nice change of pace. Was uh, uh, the wife and I saw Hidden Figures uh, on okay. Friday night, which uh, if you're not familiar, anybody out there is the movie about the. Um, the African-American women back in the early 60s that did all the math to send uh, John Glenn in the orbit. Uh, that So that was really, really, it was really cool. Uh, Jim Parsons from like the Big Bang Theories in it. Kevin Costner is kind of like the main boss at NASA. Octavia Spencer's in it. She's really good. She's like good in everything. Uh, cool. But it was just, it was just a good, pleasant movie. Like obviously they're talking about race in the movie. Uh, but nothing like super depressing. Like I'm not saying, you know, it definitely wasn't depressing back in the '60s uh, for race relations. Obviously, it got better, which was good. But they didn't really drill too hard in it, so you felt sad in the movie. You just kind of felt like you know, pleasant at the end of the movie. It's like the best way I've been describing it. It's just like you remember, like back in high school when you had a substitute teacher that didn't want to teach, so they put a movie on. But the movie would kind of have to be somewhat educational. That's kind of what this movie is. It's kind of it feels like a movie you'd you'd see in class, but you'd be happy to see it. It's like oh, uh-huh. one of the good ones that they're actually showing you, not some sort of like boring PBS documentary. So, so if you get a chance to see Hidden Figures, uh, check it out. I really liked it. Okay, cool. I actually that's uh, a great topic we're gonna be talking about later. Uh, we have some Academy Awards to talk about later. So Ooh, okay, that's uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up now. So cool. Um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm curious to see how Academy Awards. Uh, uh, dove, dovetails into uh, into our superhero life, but well, I have a feeling it's going to be with the visual effects category. In well, some way. Yeah, it might be. I, I can't <laughs> wait to get there with you. So, uh, first up in the news, we have uh, some Cloak and Dagger stuff. I thought this was kind of mm-hmm. interesting, um, knowing that uh, ABC and Freeform were kind of going all out on the show. I think I've heard it. It's rumored to have a very large budget for a TV show, um, mm-hmm. possibly as much as a Netflix show uh, per episode. So uh, I thought that was cool. And the characters Tyrone Johnson and Tandy Bowen have apparently rumoredly been cast by actor Noah Gray Cabby. Uh, he's from Heroes is what I remember him from. He was uh, the kid who could control electronics with his hands mm-hmm. in Heroes. And the actress Debbie Ryan, who was on the Disney Channel show Radio Rebel. Yeah, I... I'm I'm kind of familiar with um, with uh, uh, Noah. Like you said, he was the kid in Heroes. Obviously, he's all grown up now, so he doesn't look like the kid at all. Because I, I had to, to Google some pictures of him, and like the kid version of him is like really small and adorable. He has like little like curly hair sticking out, and like now he just looks like like a buff dude that could probably maybe like kick some butt <laughs> under a cloak. So <laughs> uh-huh. that that's about all I know from him. Uh, yeah, I never heard of uh, Debbie Ryan before, but I mean, I if you check out our featured image uh, for the show uh, on any place that we host that, you can check it out at superheroslate.com. I, I kind of put the put the actors side by side with a cloak and dagger right behind them, and and it seems to be it seems to be a good fit. Uh, so if this does indeed end up being the cast, I think it could work. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, she definitely looks like a Disney star uh, for sure. And uh, Noah was in the, the the Heroes Revival series that was like last year, I think. That kind of sucked. Uh, Short lived. <laughs> yeah, he was he was in it. So I, I remember I remember seeing him all grown up in that. So that's why I knew him right away. So um, 
Yeah, Cloak and Dagger is okay with me. Uh, I, I'm actually a little more excited now than I was when they first announced it because Freeform is known for those like uh, tween drama shows that. Just yeah. Don't. Sound I mean, good. I'm still. I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much still, just because I feel like they're not gonna totally um, turn away from their main demographic of the network. I think it is gonna be a little teeny. It's gonna be a little drama y. Um, but I do think there hopefully will be some hard hitting like action stuff. Um, so I, I think I just I'm going in with the right expectation of when <coughs> the show actually ends up dropping, and hopefully mm-hmm. I won't be too disappointed because, I mean, I obviously I'm not expecting like Netflix quality over at uh, ABC Freeform, you know. So yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll have to wait and see. But the cast looks pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm on board with that and. Shortly after this was announced, we actually got the descriptions of the characters from a casting site. So um, these two kind of going together seems to, to line up a little bit. Um, so the character Tara, quote unquote Tara, who is, is Tandy Bowen, is cast as a plucky southern girl who grew up with everything, always full of light. Wink, wink. Then mm-hmm. an accident took away everything. Now she's a cynic who steals from tourists to make ends meet. Life took from her. She's going to take back. Uh, so it sounds like she's more of a, a street urchin kind of maybe in this one. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing. And then Travis, the Tyrone character, uh, he was a little boy. He was fearless, and he made a mistake, and it cost him dearly. So he grew up in fear, scared of a role he couldn't control. So he controlled what he could. Uh, so he uh, he's afraid, and she is uh, dark and cynical. Which I think one of those lines up with the comic book characters, but the other one doesn't. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. I don't, I don't have any problem with this. It sounds, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's cool. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about kind of the um, the spread or the sprawl of uh, Marvel's TV properties. I mean, I don't know if it's. I mean, I guess it could be the best strategy. I mean, you kind of divide and conquer, hit up all the networks that you can, put TV shows on. I mean, obviously, uh, Marvel's on ABC. They're on Netflix. They're going to be on ABC Freeform. Uh, You could kind of make the argument that they're over at FX with Legion in some aspects. So, uh, and and Disney XD, too, I guess, even though it's not um, cinematic properties over there. So... I mean, they're definitely getting getting their reach for sure. So I I hope it all pays off. I'm still kind of waiting for the first show of theirs maybe to just blow up and not work out. You know, maybe you could make the argument for Agent Carter, but I think critically that show was was approved. So I'm not too worried about that one going down in uh in a bad light. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, also, uh, the director, at least for the first episodes, have been found with, uh, the, uh, director Gina Prince-Bythewood, and she is known from the, I think it was the movie, The Secret Life of Bees? Yeah, wasn't that, um, I wanna say, wasn't that a movie about a girl and a spelling bee or something? Or maybe, <laughs> I, I might just be totally making that up, but I, I do recall it being a film, so I guess you could maybe look at it as a good sign of taking a film director going to TV, you know, it's kind of like you know going from the big show to the smaller show. Um, yeah, it wasn't about spelling bee. She was a beekeeper. Uh, <laughs> well, it was going to be one of the two, right? It's either going to be spelling bee or actual bees. <laughs> yeah, um, I know it was. It's a it's a Will Smith produced movie uh, as well. So, but um, I I don't know. I don't know how I remember it. I didn't watch it, but. Uh, 
Oh, well. I mean, that's fine. I mean, they're trying to get bigger names to do this, I suppose, like movie directors to work on these things. So I think, I again, I'm not hyped for Cloak and Dagger, but I feel comfortable they're at least giving it a little bit of care and attention rather than just whipping something together to get it out there. So mm-hmm. that's that's my expectations set properly. So I, I agree with you there. Black Panther has started production as well uh, recently this week. And Marvel released this new look at the uh, new logo mm-hmm. on one of the chairs here. Um, I don't know if it's a really going to be the actual logo. They still fine tune and tweak that stuff throughout whole the whole production, post production mm-hmm. process. But uh, I think it's cool. I think it's okay. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely a change up from uh, their. The, I guess the current one that's floating around there. I don't know if it's considered official or not. I don't really know the aspect with these, but it's kind of more like. Uh, uh, I should really be able to describe text better. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely a departure. So yeah, it, it looks cool though. I kind of like it. It looks more jungle themed, which is kind of what I want the whole movie to be. it's going to be really interesting if we get a a Marvel movie that takes place like totally out of um, urban areas. I think that would be really, really, really awesome. So I hope we get that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do too. Uh, Yeah. The other one, the, the first logo they kind of gave us uh, is kind of a regal looking theme, very like linear and, and, you know, uh, shiny. Uh, kind yeah. of, kind of See, there like, you go. You're 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 much better at describing this than I am. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's stone. Like there's black stone, like onyx stone, surrounded mm-hmm. by gold. And, and you know, black and gold is like the kind of the Black Panther suit. So mm-hmm. I I totally get it. This one is is very, I guess, uh, tribal or maybe even like, um, I guess, it's, uns- more, it's, it's a little bit more organic. Feels a little bit like stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some someone in the wild, in the jungle, like you said, wrote this out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I could only assume that that's what the the vibe that they're going for with that. And I mean, if they go far enough to print it on the back of production chairs, I think uh, we're getting we're gonna get prepared for some awesome jungle brawling. Yeah, and, and if you look above the the chair in kind of the upper right, it looks like grass and trees back there. So definitely could be uh, on the, on a jungle set. Oh, bring it on. I want it. <laughs> yes, the Black Panther. So uh, so with it officially kicking off production, Marvel put out a synopsis and cast list, and we talked about uh, the guy from Sherlock. I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. There we go. You just you just mm-hmm. watched the that more recently than I have. Returning, but also <laughs> the confirmation that Andy Serkis is returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Ulysses Claw. Mm, that's pretty cool. I mean, we we got a little bit of him there in uh, Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. so it's cool to see him come back. I mean, who doesn't love Andy um, Circus? So yes, yeah. amazing. And, and again, he will be a person. Quentin, looking at you, buddy. <laughs> I know you thought he'd be a CG Panther or something, uh, <laughs> but I think that's cool. Also, because in an Age of Ultron, they they say he's been marked by the uh, Wakanda Nation because he stole all that vibranium. That mm-hmm. Ultron made his body out of, and uh, with his hand missing, I really want to see him get the claw, the sound emitting thing from his hand that he's known for in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, one of our favorite cartoons and shows based in the Avengers, had the claw being a big uh, like villain in the Black Panther world. So I, I really cool to see that. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if they're gonna gonna go because I mean that sound emitting like 
claw, I guess, if people want to say it's a claw. I mean, it looks a little cheesy. It kind of just looks like a small satellite dish at, uh. at the end of his nub. So I wonder if maybe they're going to go maybe more like Iron Man, like actual mechanical hand. And, you know, it's kind of like a pulsar thing where he puts his hand up and the sound comes out of the palm. Uh, either way, I kind of hope it's cool. I hope it's just not like a dumb satellite dish. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, well, I mean, they, they tend to update things pretty well. And, and Claw does look really stupid in the comic books. He's, like, got a red and purple body with that mm-hmm. little satellite hand. And, uh, I mean, Falcon in the comic books looks pretty stupid, too, with his red and white suit. So they, they definitely update him pretty well. So hopefully, knock on wood, he looks pretty good. <laughs> Andy Serkis, yeah. though, loved him. I loved him in Age of Ultron, one of the highlights of that movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him asking about the candy thing, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Uh, speaking of Avengers... The last one, the next movie coming out next year, Infinity War, really hyped for Infinity War. The first day of filming has begun, and uh, this image from the Russo brothers gives us our first look at the Infinity War trailer. <laughs> Get it? Physical trailers. A lot of trailers. A lot of actor trailers in a row here. Could you imagine this? Like, I mean... Just think of all the the money that they had to pay for each of those actors inside each of those trailers. It's going to be... That's Disney money for you right there. That's Disney money. Yeah, it definitely is. I think one of those trailers says Star Wagons in Star Wars fonts as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they they, uh, got out here. I don't know when that decision was made. I'm sure it was uh, back in the past. But yeah, the Star Wagon is something that you occasionally see out here in LA driving around and you're always wondering is that somebody I know in there or is that just uh, uh, somebody that's just getting their start that's just catering services man for all this <laughs> so a uh, lot of trailers a lot of stuff a lot of actors big names I saw something earlier today Karen Gillan who plays Nebula is flying into America to do her part today mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of a lot of Avengers people ha- are coming to, to film this a lot of moving pieces. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think as soon as we finished recording the podcast <laughs> last week, you told me, like, they just said they started filming uh, this movie. It, exactly. Right after we got done. Yeah, so the the best part of this was uh, they said they we got off, and I'm like, oh, man, here's the official announcement that they're filming the movie, and the sequel, Avengers 4, untitled, at the same time, which blew my mind because I forgot... That was still coming a year later. Um, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure the Russo brothers are like, we're this is going to be a really busy couple years for us here, so we're just going to keep it rolling and then take a nice vacation afterwards. Yeah. So, what do you think the Avengers four, or, excuse me, uh, trailer or title is going to be? Or when do you oh, think man. they'll give? It I don't to even. Us? I don't know. I mean, we're going to be talking about the title of another movie down here. Uh, in a little bit and I'm really I think I'm just really bad at titling movies just myself uh, because you see it and it's always like a simple title it's always just very straightforward you know it's sometimes it's creative it's usually not a pun but you know you can see kind of the different angles that the title could go with and you're just like I never could have thought of that I just would over overthink it too much so um, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean with, with this one being Infinity War uh, some theories are that the, the other ones are may, maybe Infinity uh, Revelation, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Infinity Watch. I don't know if they need to go with the Infinity th- scheme of things, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm glad they're filming both back-to-back, and that second one is being kept very, very secretive, uh, which which kind of you know is happy for me. 
Another image I just added here, and you're probably taking a look at right now, is uh, uh, Sean Gunn, the brother of James Gunn, who we know as uh, one of the Ravagers in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I and also, I think he's the motion capture uh, artist for Rocket, too. He, he is. Uh, is showing off uh, some of his gear he got for filming with an Infinity War hat and a... Uh, it's like one of those fancy things that keep keeps your water cold, whatever they're called. A mug? <laughs> a mug, but like what's like an Arctic mug or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like what a brand they called, like Yetis or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So, uh, Avengers logo's in place, but the Infinity War is yellow and red war with the, uh, the red Avengers A. a. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what it's gonna be. I have no idea, but... My, I mean, I, I would think they've, they've kept the title from that second Avengers movie from us, because maybe possibly it's a reveal, uh-huh. like maybe the title itself can only be shown after everybody has seen Infinity War. I mean, that could be kind of cool. You know, like I've said before, I want to go to a Marvel movie and, and be surprised. Yes. Like, it was really, really cool to see the, that, um, what was it, at the end of Captain America, we got the trailer for the Avengers? Yes. Oh, like, I'm not saying we're going to get a trailer for Infinity War Part 2 after the first one, but it would be kind of cool to maybe see the title reveal to see, to see like, the Avengers will return in uh, the Avengers <laughs> Infinity Stone Saga Part 2. I don't know, something like that, but that would be kind of cool. I'm just looking forward to being surprised, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I am too. I, I really don't want to know for as long as we can not know, and uh, and that, that's okay with me. So with uh, Sean Gunn there, I don't know if he's re- being his Ravager self or Rocket. I'm guessing probably Rocket. Um, that's okay with me. I don't care. Uh, it's It's really cool. I did see, uh, and this is something I, I'm not putting in the notes because this might ruin a bunch of stuff for Mike. There is a Reddit forum that has a bunch of Marvel information like cast uh, that they're looking for and having and names of characters and stuff for the, like, the next several Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And um, after the it was before the Black Panther announcement and they came out and they pretty much confirmed all the Black Panther stuff beforehand. So um, I, I definitely think... Reading the Marvel series Infinity from like 2012, 2013 will be a mm-hmm. good primer for the upcoming movies. So, all right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. try to to remain blissfully uh, ignorant. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. It, it doesn't give away any stories, just characters. But I'm not gonna let you know, Mike. I'm gonna. This is gonna keep it under my hat, if you will. Aw, thanks, man. Hey, you're welcome. So apparently, this filming uh, these movies back to back is is the most hellacious schedule ever made in any movie ever being filmed because they're trying to get 40 plus characters across two movies across 13 previous movies together in different parts of the world to film this and apparently it sounds like it's pretty hellacious schedule so i I can only imagine the spreadsheets (laughs) needed to make this movie come together yeah you're gonna have to like your list list checkers are gonna need list checkers to check their list because this is gonna be huge and um, it's going to be a nightmare, but I think it's going to pay off in the sweetest way possible. So, I mean, we can. I mean, we can on, only hope. Uh, it's the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had a little bit of fluctuation, uh, not 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 erroneously huge, but you know, we had a little dip with Age of Ultron. We were kind of hoping for something a little better. You know, we got a we got a rise with Ant Man to kind of bring us back to where we want to be, and then holy crap, hitting us over the head with Civil War, you know, brought us back to the top. So 
hopefully we'll stay up there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's, Avengers tend to be the bigger movies that they put a little more into. I know a lot of people don't care for Age of Ultron as much. I think it was going to be bigger. They had to shorten down the time. But, uh, again, in Russo's, we trust. So, uh, really, really we excited for Infinity we War. We have to trust them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, beyond Infinity War, we don't really know what the plan is now with the Inhumans off the table. Uh, I know they're talking Spider-Man 2, so on and so forth, but what about a Doctor Strange 2, Mike? Do you think it's uh-huh. a little weird we haven't heard anything on that yet? I mean, usually uh, we hear something almost as soon as the movie, kind of the first one comes out. Like, oh, hey, this first one did pretty good. We're going to go ahead and get the second one. I think they did that with Ant-Man where it wasn't long before we got that announcement. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the 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 thing is with from the director Scott Derrickson of, of Doctor Strange, he says that the second one hasn't been announced due to Black Panther and the Infinity War films filming their schedules filming back to back. That they're just focusing on all that right now and not mm-hmm. the next set of movies just yet because yeah. they want to bang that out first. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, a.k.a. Doctor Strange, you know, he's mixed up with Thor right now in Ragnarok. We know he's going to be in that movie. I'm sure his filming's done by now for sure, but, you know, he was busy doing that. I'm sure he's popping up in these uh, Avengers movies in some aspect, you know. Obviously, it has to happen because what's the point of bringing him into the fold if he doesn't pop up in those movies? And he's a big name. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the biggest actors in the MCU right now, um, I would say, you know, kind of popularity-wise. So he, they're going to make sure they give him some good screen time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, when does he have time to make another, you know, Doctor Strange movie? So, yeah, maybe they're kind of uh, uh, going to wait until, what would it be that that would be like Phase 4, right? Yeah, Phase 4. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're not going to give us any movie announcements for sure until Infinity War 1 is done. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't want to give away who lives, who dies, maybe. Uh, uh-huh. too early so uh, hopefully we do hear some more stuff and and go from there because I'm I'm really anxious but at the same time I'm like let's live in the moment and enjoy what we have now uh, in the Marvel world <laughs> and s- speaking of right now Doctor Strange has not opened in Japan until this weekend I did not know that oh wow that's uh, uh <laughs> that's like two months yeah uh, so uh, we're a month away from the DVD release here and uh, it actually opened as number one in Japan this week so not surprised. <laughs> More money for Doctor Strange over there uh, in, in uh. the Asian nation. So um, hoping, you know, the, the success of it and everything will, um, you know, uh, we'll get a sequel announcement sooner than later. I also realized I pre-ordered that, that uh, steelbook for Doctor Strange from Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the 4K version of it. Oh, who, who am oh I? man. So the only 4K <laughs> movie I have right now is X-Men Apocalypse, and I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> for that one <laughs> you're just gonna have to go and watch that man yeah I, no i don't have to i don't have to you can't make <laughs> me uh, oh well in the meantime in a month and a half we will be getting iron fist on netflix Ooh, yes really, yes really excited for some iron fist uh some of the information for the show is leaked including the episode titles and the directors here and to be honest they give nothing away to me uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, yes, we can say leak, but I feel like every Netflix show, uh, Marvel speaking, has had some sort of episode titles released before. Like, actually, almost right around this time, too. Uh-huh. I want to say about two months. So I don't know if this was... 
uh, stra strategically leaked, you know, but uh, this is definitely not a first for a Marvel next Netflix show. I think they were pulled off the Netflix, like, back-end site, like, whenever you type in, like, the, the right way to get into an episode or a show, like, it mm -hmm. tells you the information about the show. Um, so a couple of these were are left blank. There's, like, an unknown episode 10 and 12, so they probably mm -hmm. didn't put those in there on purpose. Uh, but most of these look to be maybe uh, maybe fighting moves or stances from Iron Fist. Yeah, it's all very. Uh, it all seems very mystical for sure. Rolling thunder, Ken punch, eight diagram, dragon palm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like something you'd kill somebody with. <laughs> yeah, so very very brutal. Uh, some of the directors I don't know uh, a lot of them except I see Kevin uh, Tankarion or however you pronounce that. He's done stuff of like Flash, The Arrow, um, you know, Agents of Shield, Mortal Kombat, the the Legacy uh, mm -hmm. thing. So I know he's got some stuff with you know uh, choreography. So I know he he'll be good for that. And it's not on here, but we have confirmation that uh, Wu-Tang Clan member RZA directed an episode of Iron Fist. Oh, RZA directed an episode of Iron Fist. That's That'll be cool. I think, I'm sure somebody out there could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he did the soundtrack for Kill Bill for, um, for uh, wow, why can't I? I, just, I literally just watched. Quinn, that's right. I felt really bad. I was literally just watching um, Django last night. So, um, yeah, uh, that's cool that he's maybe stepping up to being directing. It's probably not his first time. I don't think they'd let a first-time director step up to a Netflix show. So I'm sure he's got some credentials under under his belt. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just spotting these two things right here for Episode 7 and uh, a little less exciting for Episode 12, but still interesting. It's marked as uh, 18 for strong, bloody violence, and the other episode is uh, 12 and up for mild violence. So yeah. looks like we're going to be getting some uh, bloody punches. Yeah, so I just looked it up, and it's Episode 6, the one right before the 18 one. Uh, Immortal Emerges from Cave is the, R I guess, RZA, RZA, however you RZA. say it. RZA. Would be RZA for sure. Yeah, RZA um, directed episode, and he also did the he directed, uh, wrote and acted in the the movie The Man with the Iron Fist. Ironically, yeah, I forgot about that movie. That was a couple years ago. I never saw it, but the trailer for that movie looked really crazy. So yeah, he definitely got some style behind him. Yeah, him it was him and Eli Roth, if I remember correctly. And uh, I know it had the name Iron Fist in it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a Marvel character. And now he's directing an episode of <laughs> Iron Fist. So That's pretty cool. I like that. Now we know how we how to get to the top, Mike. We need to, to create <laughs> something called the Avengers. And then we can be part of the Avengers. So uh, take All a look right. through these. Have some fun with it. Um, Iron Fist, definitely super stoked to watch that. Comes out on my birthday, Mike. I'm thrilled. It's the best birthday present this year. And you'll not leave the house and watch it the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to be doing, well, maybe. I don't know. There's something else that weekend I thought that was coming up I might have to do. But I'm going to have that all done before that Sunday. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Another Netflix show I forget is even on our radar is The Punisher, man. Like, they've yeah. been filming that for months. Uh, a couple new images show a clean-shaven John Bernthal paying his respects uh, at, at a funeral or a cemetery, um, for the he for looks the Punisher. so he looks so he looks so sad. He's so good at looking sad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I mean he is the Punisher man. The more I thought about it this weekend, I'm like, 
John Bernthal is the Punisher. Look at those boots he's wearing. Like, that's... He's ready for combat anywhere he goes. Yeah, he is, like, the perfect um, a character to uh, envision, embody the uh, sad one minute and literally could kill you the next minute. Like, he, he's like a hair trigger for sure, which I think works out pretty well with the Punisher that they've cultivated over there at Netflix. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So I'm glad that he's cast. Uh, he's still filming his stuff. He'll be coming very soon. I assume this year to 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 Netflix um, because they're working on it, right? And and that's something else. So I'm I'm excited. Punisher is coming on our way. Uh, cool. I know the last bit of Marvel news we have here actually does have a trailer, Mike, and I forgot to link it. It's my problem. Uh, but uh, don't worry, because I saw it. We definitely <laughs> saw this. So here's our only link this week. Uh, Marvel has signed a video game deal with Square Enix, the makers of Final Fantasy, and I think there's another company in there that makes Tomb Raider. Uh, And they have signed a multiple game deal for multiple years, and we got our trailer for something called the Avengers Project this week. Yeah, it's uh, very much just a teaser trailer. I think there's a... um... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's I think there's a narrator in it, possibly, or maybe not, or there's just text saying some like uh, kind of abstract things, and then we got kind of closes up of like the hammer and like the shield and stuff like that. Very much just announcing things. You can't really take much away from it, you know. Yeah, very very like it, it seems like the Avengers are in trouble, and we don't know what kind of game it'll play as because uh, the other studio, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Um, and also the other company, uh, Eidos Montreal, uh, who did Deus Ex, like, they've made all sorts of games. Mostly RPGs, though. Um, so I'm hoping that this is like a, an Avengers RPG where you play as a character who has to get all these, uh, weapons and powers to help the Avengers save the day. Um, but I am really looking forward to high-quality Marvel games, that I can play on my consoles. Yeah, I think the yeah that's kind of the biggest takeaway I get from this is they're finally going to start taking Marvel games seriously. Obviously, there have been good Marvel games in the past, uh, but I think maybe most people they've just been playing the the Lego Marvel games, which is uh-huh. that can't be your only. A developer that's making your video games. You can't just have only Lego games. Uh, they had the um, the the fighting. What was the fighting one where it's like kind of top down running around Avengers? Um, uh, yeah, that's my Infinite uh, Ultimate Alliance. There we go. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I knew it started with an A. It was yeah, the Alliance. So I mean, they had those games for a while, and you know that works well because they have tons of characters that they can use, but. You know, nothing that's really tried to tie into the cinematic universe, nothing that's really well, been uh, original, well, I guess. Well, they did um, every first Phase 1 movie, minus the Avengers, has a game for it. Uh, but that's, but that's they, just like the, the video game movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> except for Captain America, because Captain America actually plays like the Batman Arkham games, and, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. So I enjoy the Captain America, but the other ones were not very yeah. fun at all. Yeah, but I think this is maybe they're. It's just they figured out. Okay, it's time. You know, we're doing. uh, We're doing great in film. We're doing great on TV. uh, We're doing awesome cartoons. Uh, Let's go ahead and actually make decent video games. And the um, the uh, they hired a new VP of video games and like uh, virtual entertainment. And Mm -hmm. this has been like his big big lead. Uh, the re-release of Ultimate Alliance and the and how they've been treated like very well like there was a couple problems at first but he's 
take it and fix them. Very active. And this is like his next one. And then the Spider-Man game with Marvel for the PlayStation 3 or 4 that's coming up as well is, is one of his, I guess, pet projects. No, yeah, that might be kind of telling. It's just cool to kind of see uh, Marvel getting back into it you know the the one of obviously it's been a while since i've played a a video games pretty hardcore but one of the best video games experiences i've ever had in my entire life was with a marvel game and that was the uh the uh marvel spider-man movie back in the day Mm -hmm. i think it might have been spider-man one or two spider-man two was the open world in manhattan yeah web swimming yeah that one is just that's an experience that you can't forget because the mechanics were just so solid so uh, so I'd, I'd love to maybe have uh, an experience like that again, you know? I, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, that and, you know, just new stories that aren't tied into the movies. Uh, this one's going to be a new story. And apparently um, it'll be a universe that players will play for years to come. So, like, like maybe a couple sequels and maybe, like, a lot of uh, post-release content for it. I know mm-hmm. people hate on DLC, but... I do enjoy a game I can pick back up six months later with new stuff and play some more. Uh, even if, you know, you have to pay a little bit for it. I, I like it a little better. Uh, but I, I'm i really excited. This trailer doesn't give anything away. doesn't show any gameplay footage. But I am just very excited to know Marvel's getting back in the game. So, mm. yeah, that's, that's it from us. We're going to switch gears a little bit, Mike. Are you ready to talk Star Wars? Oh, you know I'm ready to talk Star Wars. Oh, man, not ready for the call yet. I, I didn't know if you were going <laughs> to be ready. Uh, I knew you were looking out for that. Uh, I'm waiting for footage. Okay. First official footage will get, a, will get a rise out of me. All right, first official footage will get Mike excited. But until then, Star Wars Episode Eight now has an official title that we can refer to it as. And, Mike, mm-hmm. what is that title? The Last Jedi. The man, Last what an awesome Jedi. name. Man. I mean, the the news kind of came out of nowhere, too. Obviously, we should have expected uh, the title soon. I mean, the movie comes out this year. I mean, we're less than 12 months away from the movie, so it should have a title, right? Yes. So it, it dropped on, I think, Monday, like Monday uh, morning. And then so you just kind of wake up getting ready to head into the office, and you see that it has a title. And, man, it just really... Really, really nails it. Such an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome title, The Last Jedi. What do you think, man? So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's cool. So, a couple things about this. The Jedi could be plural. So, it may not be exactly a single Jedi. It could be the last mm-hmm. several Jedi. Um, also, the Star Wars font is in red. And we've mm. only seen this red in two other movies before, Mike. Do you know which two? Um, Wasn't the... Um Revenge of the Sith. Correct. Was that one of them? Revenge of the Sith. And I don't know what the other one was. Return of the Jedi was also in red. Oh, oh, I see. Um, I don't know what that means, uh, but in both of those movies, Anakin Skywalker died, so. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, maybe that's just an analog for blood right there when we see it in red. I think, I think pairing, I mean... uh, Officially announcing the title along with a red Star Wars logo and plus the with kind of a more uh, morose title like The Last Jedi, kind of a very definitive statement, it definitely seems we're going to be getting darker with this movie. Um, so I could look at it kind of both ways. My biggest hope for the next Star Wars movie is that it's going to be a departure from just kind of cloning uh, 
Empire Strike Back or cloning um, uh, A New Hope because, you know, The Force Awakens was amazing, but, you know, it pretty much was another Death Star, uh-huh. another uh, hero rising up, destroying a, destroying a Death Star. So uh, you can argue whether that was necessary for bringing this franchise back or whatever, but I just want this next movie to be a, a standalone, own story, unique, different trials and tribulations. So I hope maybe that's what this le- lends to. But some people have said, like, oh, well, if it's going to be a darker tone, that's kind of what happened in Empire. Things went darker, so... It would be silly if they just start the the movie on an ice planet. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm still I'm still stoked with this. Movie. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really hyped on this one. The last the last one, The Force Awakens, is is I like it, but it's not my favorite Star Wars. Um, I think there's a lot of hope here. They got people reinvigorated with the last one, and now they can go tell their new stories and give us all the answers to the questions we have. And uh, the Last Jedi also reminds me of the quote that Yoda that Yoda did say in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. He's like, "When I'm, or maybe it was Return." He's like, "When I, when gone, am I the last of the Jedi? You will be to Luke." So I think this uh-huh. is going to be a, the title says it's very Luke Luke focused. It's a very uh-huh. Luke focused. So we're going to get a lot of him. Hopefully, he doesn't die. Please, God, oh, don't let Luke die in this one. But we'll we'll definitely have to see as it goes on. I just want to see who yeah. Emperor Snoke is or Grand Leader Snoke. I want to know who that guy is. Well, didn't you see the screenshot earlier this week of he has that gash in his forehead? It's that stormtrooper that hit his head on the door in the movie. That's I mean that's the rumor going around. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's stop stop that stop that right well, now. Don't, don't. Well, maybe maybe you'll get maybe you'll get some answers next week because there is also another rumor that we're going to be getting a teaser trailer at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl. I didn't include much Super Bowl news in here because I know that DC is not taking anything to the Super Bowl. Uh, mm. but Marvel is and which Marvel uh, Marvel/Disney is and which Marvel movie do you think would have a Super Bowl spot? Guardians, Spider-Man, or Thor? <sighs> Man, I don't know. Wouldn't it just be amazing if it was all of them? I mean, that's just uh, that's. I think that's asking for a little too much. But I mean, really, the, the February is such a an odd, not an odd month, as in uh, we're not getting any awesome movies in February because hey, we got Deadpool in February. But it is far enough out from summer and the end of the year to where it's kind of prime for promoting stuff in the summer or maybe towards the end of the year. So I feel like it could be any of these movies. We haven't seen anything from Thor yet at all, mm-hmm. and that movie comes out later this year, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it comes out when Justice League does, and Justice League gave us a teaser last year. Um, mm-hmm. and so my thing is, D23 is also this year, um, mm-hmm. so Marvel might not go to San Diego Comic-Con with new tra- trailer footage. We've been wrong before. Hopefully we're wrong again. But if anything, I would say... I remember the the moment and where I was when the first Avengers movie Super Bowl trailer hit. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the Star Wars Force Awakens Super Bowl trailer hit. And I think Super Bowl will be great to do both of them. Star Wars <laughs> and Guardians this year. Yeah, well, I think that's a good yeah. point to say that... Uh, uh, next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing a normal episode, a normal news episode, so you can catch that. We're going to call that part one, and then we're going to hop on these mics again as soon as the big game is over, and we're going to talk about all the uh, trailers yep. and our favorite commercials, and that'll be part two. So just yeah. make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, and you won't miss any of those. Yes, I'm actually hosting a Super Bowl party at our apartment for the first time, so I can run upstairs oh. and record right away. 
<laughs> Kick everybody out. I got shit to do, people. Get out of here. No, they can stay downstairs. I got my own little office, my own little recording place where I, I get to sit in here alone and talk to Mike. So it's, well, it's All cool. right. Let's it's cool. do it. A trailer we probably won't get at the Super Bowl, however, is one for Logan because we just got the last one last week. Um, and we got our first last poster, if you will, uh, for the movie, and it's a very uh, gritty, maybe uh, yeah, grungy just, poster. I don't know. Intense. I think I think intense is the best way to put it. I mean, it's like you can't get any more of Hugh Jackman's face on this uh, on this poster, and you got some of his claws down there in the corner. He's got a little bit of a bloodshot eye. Scars all over his face. Uh-huh. You know, just uh, buckle up and get ready. It's going to get vicious. It's very contrasty. And, and, and like, my hope is for this movie that they release a black and white version like they did for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Almost all of the screenshots they've released have been in black and white. So mm-hmm. if they do a black and white version, I would I'd pony up and watch it. I'd, I'd we it. all know you would pony up and watch it. <laughs> I, I would. I would. <clears throat> but so this last poster is pretty cool. The movie is officially rated R, finally. Um, we didn't think it wouldn't be, but they they never said until uh, last week. So mm-hmm. now, It's embroidered on the movie poster now, so yeah, it's it, there forever. It's there. They can't take it back. No take backsies. <laughs> and uh, I also found out in the trailer last week we saw comic books, X-Men comic books. And uh-huh. uh, a lot of people kind of looked into those. Like, what are these? Are these real books uh, that exist in our world? Or are these fake books? Uh, apparently these books were created to exist in the X-Men movie universe, specifically. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I think uh, Marvel's chief creative officer, Joe K. Sada, did one of them. Uh, one of them and uh, they hopefully they release them as like maybe tie-ins or promotions uh, later. I mean, I could, I could see that. I mean, obviously this Logan movie has set in the future so there's time that has happened in between like last time we saw logan and this time so yeah i think it makes sense you know throw some uh interesting stories in there obviously they're all um they're all uh grand design grand eyes uh because it's you know a comic book so uh-huh. cool though yeah I'd, I'd i'd take a look at it. i might see what they say so uh mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they'll release them with the home release. Who knows? So there we go. So now you know those comic books don't exist. You can't go buy them yet. Keyword is yet. The X Men series also got its official order from Pop- from Fox for a pilot. So um, that's coming, and Brian Singer is going to direct this pilot episode. I mean, I just I don't know. You, you know, I'm I'm really conflicted about the X Men universe right now, mm-hmm. and when it's when it's going into the TV universe, I don't really know what to think because they haven't really told us what to think yet. We don't know where this is supposed to be set. You know, if we're supposed to care where it's set. You know, who's going to be in it? Is there going to be any carryover characters? Is it all brand new? What's the point if it's all brand new? Are you just kind of dissolving anything that's been done in the movie universe? I don't know. I'm just going to take it one step at a time and see if I like Legion, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> this um, series, to me, has a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a spinoff. It, it will acknowledge the movies. The movies will not acknowledge it. It's directed by the director of the last two movies. Um, <clears throat> it's very Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a rocky start. I don't know if the X-Men can afford to have a rocky start. They gotta come out swinging and go with it. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, knock on wood, man, that it, that it comes out great. I'm looking forward to Legion probably more than anything else right now, so 
Uh, no, it's because we know about it. Yeah. We know more about it. We've seen footage of it. It looks really cool. There's some cool people involved with it. So, yeah. I mean, Brian Singer, you've done some good stuff, but you've done some not so good things. So, we, your name isn't exactly indicative of trust, you know. You're not inspiring us very well. So, oh well. That's it for X-Men. Now we're going to go back to the Academy Awards. I put this kind of in the middle here uh, because you'll see why here in a second. So the Academy Awards are coming up uh, in a couple weeks, and the official nominations and, and considerations have been released. And for the best films, I just want to go over the best films, which I think is the biggest award, right? Um, include the movies Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by Sea, and Moonlight. How many of those have you seen, Mike? Uh, let's see here. Uh, one, two... Three. I've seen three, which is usually more uh, uh, than I usually see. Uh, I usually don't see a whole lot of the best films because I'm usually caught up watching uh, watching television or uh, our Marvel movies. Uh, but it looks like we got we kind of got uh, a dog in the fight maybe there for best film with Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, awesome science fiction movie uh, that I think fits uh, our aesthetics pretty well of what, what we like to watch. And... Um, so, yeah, maybe we can hope for that. Uh, surprise, surprise, Deadpool's not nominated for Best Film. Uh, uh, I'm not delusional, but it would be kind of funny to see if it would have been in there, but that didn't happen. Yeah, so uh, it definitely would have been. So I've only seen one of these Best Film uh, pictures so far. I usually don't go out of my way to see them um, mm-hmm. until well after the fact, so I can watch them on my own terms and not being shoved down my throat that these are supposed to be good movies. Uh, so I've seen Arrival, and I agree. That's great to see a science fiction movie up there, actually. So that's that's awesome to see. But um, we don't really get any comic book superhero movies until we get to what you said earlier. Visual FX was one mm-hmm. category. And Doctor Strange, uh, The Jungle Book, the movie Mike thought would suck at one point in time. <laughs> Kubo and the Two Strings and Rogue One, a Star Wars story, are all uh, contenders in the visual effects category. Of these five movies, or five movies, including Deepwater Horizon, Mike, which one would you say had the best visual effects? Man, well, obviously, I hadn't seen Deepwater Horizon. I don't really know how much visual effects you can pack into that type of movie, so I don't really know if that's going to win. It'd be kind of weird if it did, just because I don't think there'd be a lot of whole lot of lot, momentum behind it. A lot of but, fire, um, a lot of fire effects, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like that'd be yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, Doctor Strange was really trippy. It was really cool. They did a good, uh, they good, good job uh, bringing uh, Ditko's stuff to life. Um, I mean, I could see maybe the Jungle Book from the point of view of making everything look pretty real, and the only actual physical person in the movie was the kid. Kubo and the Two Strings was just a, an art form that was a, amazingly beautiful. wasn't a, wasn't the the hugest fan wasn't the hugest fan of the movie. The huge. But uh, just, trying to, just trying to work that in there somehow. It's not working. Uh, but it was it was technically beautiful. So I don't know. I would kind of hope Kubo wins it, you know? Okay. Yeah. I would say I think The Jungle Book will win it purely on how much of that movie had to be done as such uh, to feel real. But Doctor Strange was probably the most original of all these I think I saw. So um, my vote's for Doctor Strange. No surprise there. Of of course. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, also, uh, a DC film got a nomination and Deadpool did get n- got nothing. Um, Suicide Squad is nominated under the Best Hair and Makeup category. Uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. <laughs> right? So, okay. That's 
that's it. There we go. Suicide Squad was in there. there <laughs> I don't know. I just had to put that in good, there because it was there. Good good luck to you. I don't know if maybe it's for the 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 dumb Joker tattoo on his head. I think just on principle, if they if they get the award, I want to personally revoke it because uh, someone decided to put that dumb tattoo on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of. I don't know who else was in that category, but someone else should probably win it. We'll mm. we'll keep you guys posted on that when it comes out. The Justice League is still happening, and again, I'm very excited for it. I, I know I might be the only person on this show who's excited for it sometimes, <laughs> but we have a new image of the team, four members of the team, uh, staring at something that we don't see just yet, <coughs> as is tradition, but uh, we get to see Batman, uh, The Flash, uh, Cyborg, and Wonder Woman all together here in this high-res image. And as Mike points out, what do you think Cyborg looks like again? I, I mean, it's not its not an original thought. <laughs> people have been saying it. But he still looks very much like a graphics card. Uh, and some people will reply saying, well, what do you think he should look like? I don't know. Maybe not so much like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's almost a Terminator uh, at, at this point. But um, I think, you know, honestly, for what he does supposed to do, I think it fits, it fits him, I guess. Um, the glowing red's cool, and Wonder Woman, I mean, it's very, you know, a, uh, contrasty image, kind of dulled colors as his tradition, but Batman's not wearing his tactical armored suit. This looks like his, one of his regular bat suits. Yeah. With lots of pouches. You know why images like this, you know, they just don't grab me, Chris? Because it's an empire image? <laughs> no, it's just because I feel like the team up just hasn't really been earned yet. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously DC went, decided to go a different route and kind of just jump right into these team up movies and kind of, I guess maybe even saved saved us the years of the build up movies and kind of mimicking Marvel's formula exactly, which is fine. There's there's no issue with that. Uh, I like that they kind of did things a little differently, but there's just less impact when I see the team of four up here on the screen. I mean, we've only had a couple movies. We've already seen Batman and Wonder Woman fighting together. You know, we've you know, we we actually got to see the Flash moving around in Suicide Squad fighting Captain Boomerang. So we've seen him visually on screen uh, you know, already. So I just I just feel like when you when you put them all in the image together, they want us to go, "Oh, wow, look at oh, wow, it's the Justice League right there on screen." But like, we haven't really gotten to know any of these people that much, but we've had a chance to see them, you know? So it just kind of seems weird putting them together. Like it seems like maybe they're waiting to to drop an image where Superman's there too and then it's really going to feel like the Justice League, but it just it's been unfortunate that the the speed up um, schedule that they've taken for these movies just everything just feels a little less earned uh-huh. and obviously it doesn't help that the movies haven't been very good so uh, I, I hope maybe I can look back at this image and be like oh wow that was a really cool scene when they're all together but yeah as of right now I just I just can't get excited yet you know that's cool that's cool I I totally understand and um, you know that's one of the benefits I I watched this video uh, essay I guess the other day of why Marvel movies work and the DC characters don't work because they don't have any character arcs or characterization in their films. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, Civil War and Avengers works because you, you've you learned to care about the characters and you've seen their arcs from movie to movie and in their movies themselves. And by the point we get to Civil War, we care about the characters, right? Mm-hmm. We know who they are and why they work. Uh, so I definitely agree that Justice League, they've not quite earned it yet, but 
it, it's their way, and and maybe it'll work out great for them. So I'm really yeah, excited I for hope, the Flash. I I honestly hope they get there. Yeah. I want I want awesome. I want an awesome Justice League movie. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Justice League. However, things that don't get me excited for this are this bit of news on the Flash, and that there is a page one rewrite scheduled for this movie, Mike. Ooh. That is a total rewrite from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And this is on that... its fourth director, uh, at least. <laughs> and the author of this movie is Joby Harold, who wrote the shit movie called Awake uh, with Hayden Christensen, where he is awake under anesthesia. <laughs> uh, and, but he's also writing the new King Arthur movie that's coming out this year with uh, done by Guy Ritchie. That's not. I mean, the only hope I think that movie has might be Guy Ritchie because the trailers do not look very good. Yeah, and so that's the 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 future of the Flash, and it probably won't make us July twenty eighteen release date. Looking at previous movies, you know how they film them and edit them for for DC movies. So, yeah, I, I mean, what do, what what do we even think here? I feel like there's two ways you can think about it because as, as we as we have done in the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how we have been praising Ben Affleck for kind of you know taking a step back from the Batman movie or maybe taking it a little bit slower, waiting until he gets a script he really really likes, you know. So I you know that's good. You know he's being patient, waiting for a good story. So maybe this could be a good thing. Maybe the Flash movie, the script they had was just not good enough, and they know they've been putting out crap movies. And they're like, we got to put out something good. Rewrite this script. It is not good. It is bad. We can't mm-hmm. put this. We can't film this. It's not going to be good. No one's going to like it. So maybe this is something that they should have done with Batman versus Superman. You know, maybe it should have had a top to bottom rewrite. Uh, but so I, I'll try to remain optimistic. I will try because we love the Flash. Yeah, we do. And I'm really excited to see the Flash in the movie. And, 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 you know, if it takes a little bit longer, that's fine with me, but I think they need to go ahead and address that in their, on their release schedule so it doesn't look worse whenever they move it closer to the date kind of mm-hmm. deal so uh, we don't get a Gambit scenario because everything else parallels the Gambit a little bit, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. sadly. Uh-huh. Uh, so hopefully to see something, some good news from there. Oh, well. Uh, on, on the last bit of news, three other bits of news here we got for the end of the show, Mike. Godzilla 2 is coming. We can't avoid mm-hmm. it. Uh, Michael Doherty, uh, director of Krampus in the Trick or Treat movies, is to direct this. So, Oh, I liked Krampus, though. Krampus was awesome, so, so this does get me excited. Horror films are there. And the actress, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, I think she plays Eleven, It will star mm-hmm. in the movie as well. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, it. It, it is unfortunate that I didn't get a chance to watch that first Godzilla movie that came out uh, like two years ago uh, before the criticism came out. I feel like now I have no wind in my sails to try to see it just because everyone's kind of picked it apart, said it's slow. You know, I, I know when one of the characters dies pretty early, he should have been in the movie longer. So I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of swirling negativity around that movie, and I wish I would have saw it before I heard all of that. So I still feel like I need to see it, though, because they're trying to team it up with team uh with uh team kong king kong if you will but uh wow. yeah, maybe i'll have to see that <laughs> yeah no it's I, I think it's i think it's an okay movie it, it it's very much like the older godzilla movies and not much like the 99 one so it, it's it's not bad so don't let them don't let them get you down too much so that's good to know they're All working right. on that the predator movie uh has another actor who's played a marvel character before thomas jane the one mm-hmm. of the punishers will uh, join the reboot of the franchise of The Predator as an actor. So 
That's cool, mate. He's pretty badass. We saw him in that uh, that dirty laundry short where he uh, roughed up some dudes. So maybe we'll get to see him rough up a predator. I did. I did enjoy him. I think wasn't Ron Perlman in that as well? Yeah, he was yeah. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Man. So Thomas Jane, I I enjoy Thomas Jane's Punisher. It's not a good Punisher in comparison to the comic books, but it's a good movie for that character. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed watching that one. Lastly, Tomb Raider comic book or video game movies that aren't meant to succeed has started filming on the reboot with Alicia Vikander as the role, and I believe she uh, was in the movie, um, the robot movie where uh, I can't remember. Um, what was it? Uh, not Elysium. That's not no, it. No, no. She was. It's recently, and she's like the android, and the guy falls. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. There it is. it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's got it's got two guys from Star Wars in it. That's why I couldn't. <laughs> So, um, and I think she was also might have been in the Jason Bourne movie, but uh, that movie is very forgettable as well. So I don't know. I don't. I don't have any hopes for Tomb Raider, but I don't, I'm not really down on it either because, I mean, Tomb Raider is kind of like a female Indiana Jones kind of thing. So, I mean, we'll just have to see if anybody can crank out a good video game movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's very. Very, very unlikely at this point in time. <laughs> oh, we're so sad. So sad. Uh, as for the news, Mike, that's all I got for you today. You got anything else you want to add? No, I mean, that was pretty, uh, that's a pretty busy week. Like, I think I say this probably every other week, but I'm always impressed that there's enough stuff out there to talk about for an hour. And we could probably just uh, elaborate even more on this stuff, and we could be here all day. So I'm just glad that we got through it, man. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got through too. I mean, uh, I, I'm really. It's one of these great weeks where we we don't really talk about anything all week, and then we get here, and then it's just you and me talking for the first time, and that's that's the best kind of stuff. So, thanks for being here. Aw, so oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I try, I try. Um, people want to know what you're doing, Mike. Uh, they want to follow you and and your your artsy things that you do. Where can they do that at? Well, I'm pretty artsy-fartsy over at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, you're finally shooting with that drone, which makes me really excited. So if people want to check out some of that drone footage, where can they find that? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll post everything uh, I do with the drone there. I did some stuff yesterday, really excited. Flew it over water for the first time. Talk about... Nerves, man, nerves. Um, so that did some of that, and then uh, any new pop vinyls I get, I'll be putting up there as well. So you can check those out. All right, love and, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where else can people find more about Superhero Slate? I love talking about the show, man. I like getting new listeners and talking about the show with other people. Where can they find us at? Well, as always, you can please visit our website at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and all the precious show notes that we put up for you guys every week so you don't have to hunt hunt down this news at a bunch of different locations. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, Clown... Uh, clown, clown Sloud. Wow. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, It's Been a Morning. Uh, Tumblr, you can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and you can uh, pick up uh, Superhero Slate t-shirts over at our T Public store at yes. superheroslate.com slash store. So uh, you can check that, all that out on the website. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review, liking, commenting, subscribing, wherever you guys are ingesting the show. We really love that. We love getting the feedback. If you're a mm-hmm. super fan of the show, if you like this stuff, uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And not only that, we'll be here twice next week. <laughs> yes, uh, one of those 
one of those shows that's going to throw off my numbering scheme for the rest of the year because I'm like, oh, we should have 107 episodes. No, we already have 108. I don't know. So I, I love it. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, if you guys, I might, I might live tweet uh, along with the, the Super Bowl commercials. Uh, so uh, we might, we might talk about that next week. How we're going to handle that. So I don't know. Either way, good talk. Right. You might. Great, great news. Great All news, right, man. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. The life of people who think things are cool, and then they're like, what the hell have I done? (laughs) Hindsiders is what I will call it.